Welcome back to the 126 Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 9. Who are you? I am Addison McElvin. Oh, it's been a while. That's right. I knew you looked familiar. It's good to have you back, Addison. Thank you. It's good to be back. Good to be back. I'll bet. We're it, glad to have you. It just doesn't seem right when he's not here. Yeah, and then you got me fumbling around over there with the equalizer trying to figure out how to... It's true. It didn't sound good. I know. Well, hey, you know what, though? We got it done. You did. And it was a good episode. We've had some compliments on it. I... You should take a picture of how he does those. Yeah. So you'll know how to set the sound. Well, we just got to, you know, make sure our guy's here when it's time to record. By the way, uh, who booked this one? It's Monday morning at 8 o'clock. I did. I did because the people. We need a boo sound. (laughs) The people need to be able to hear the podcast before Friday. Okay. Well. This takes some time. We have to record it. It has to potentially be edited. It has to be uploaded. That takes. It does. There's more. To, we need a beyond episode about what happens to make oh, the one yeah. two six behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, if we if we record it on Monday, at the very least, it's going to go out by Wednesday. All right. Well, mm-hmm. one two six fans, you've uh, we have a new thing. We'll so, see how Monday morning podcasting goes. So it's Coach O. Coach O. Man, I have as much energy, but it'll be on time. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I got this cafe rolling. It gets you pumped up. Well, I am an uh, early arriver. I beat all you guys into the podcast room. I want to point that out this morning. And while I was here, I was looking through the homecoming game program from Friday night, Citibank Stadium, and just admiring again what a fine job uh, the Touchdown Club does at putting this publication together. It's really neat. They, they put a lot of uh, time and effort into it. You can tell there's historical data and information about old coaching staffs and old teams and uh, the 100-year um, mark of the Jackrabbit mascot. And it's just a lot of rich stuff in there. But then that course took me right back to Friday night. And I mentioned this last podcast. So now with the experience of homecoming on Friday night, I wanted to come back and touch on it again this morning. And that is there's just nothing like the atmosphere of Friday night football. And specifically this Friday night, we, we just had uh, a few days ago, was Forney High's homecoming. Always a fun event, a homecoming. And there were a, a number of alumni present, the class of 70, the class of 72. We recognize them. But <clears throat> I'm looking again from the bird's eye view in the press box at all the different pieces that go into that game. And, man, they're, I'm, just, I'm always impressed. I know we talk about it a lot, but then you see it live, a homecoming game on Friday night, and I could start reeling off the different groups that are participating, but it, it would take up half the podcast. Um, Addison, I'll give your kids some props. I know you couldn't be there Friday night. Addison's been out a little bit. We're glad to have him back, but his kids did a phenomenal job Friday night. I thought that they did a, a tremendous job with the video board and um, moving around that wireless camera and getting good angles, getting pictures of our, of our alumni in the stands. But across the board, um, so many groups involved, 
in that game. It's a sellout. There's not an empty seat on the home side. There's probably not an empty parking space, you know, anywhere within walking distance of mm-hmm. Citibank Stadium. Uh, so many parent volunteers in athletics and fine arts. So many groups just contribute to that. And I would challenge anybody to find a more comprehensive community event. Uh, and I will say, too, people were uh, happy, seem, seemingly, you know, their uh, kids and adults were well-behaved. Um, it was just a great atmosphere. And it's hard to um, underestimate, I think. You, you can't underestimate how important that is for a campus and for a community. It just, it helps to win too. Right, <laughs> you know, I was about the, to say winning helps that a lot. It does. Get a good win, the so. Jackrabbits won on Friday night, but um, just a really impressive event all the way around from way up the top of the press box all the way down uh, to the youngest participants. Was there a around. specific historical class that was honored? I know sometimes they do at homecoming. Yeah, we've done that at homecoming before. Um, the classes of 70 and 72 were there, okay. and we had a special place for them in the bleachers reserve seats down close to the front and went that way. We got your camera guy over. Uh, okay. uh, what is his name? I've got a few. Okay, well. I've got a, I've got a number of them. They switch out jobs every week. So. Gotcha. Well, the young man with the wireless camera was good. We we had him in yeah. position, and we coordinated all that with the PA announcer, who, who happened to be on the podcast last week. And it was good, you know, get them on the big screen and let, let see them all wave at the camera. But um, all the way around, just a really great event. And, um, you know. It's homecoming is one of our biggest events of the year, I think, for a campus, and uh, had a tremendous night on Friday night. So I was very appreciative of that. Thanks, fans. Thanks, everybody that contributes. Makes it a really neat event. Awesome. Well, here's another neat event. Well, all right. So today for the subject spotlight, I thought I'm I'm gonna go away from food. I know that's a shocker. What? I'm going away from food. And we're going to talk toes. <laughs> we're going to talk pedicures. Oh, boy. Lies. We're talking Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Frito flavor? Golly. And what do you like to eat it in? Oh, boy. <laughs> do you want to really introduce our guest first so our guest <laughs> can take part? Sure. I oh, look. Coach Weaver's Coach supposed to missed, do that. He's gone he for a month, and he comes back and starts bossing us around, Coach O. <laughs> Coach Weaver, would you like to introduce our October Coach of the Month, or would you like for me to do it? Um, it is a special episode. Anytime we have a Coach of the Month on, we only have about, oh, I don't know, seven or eight of these each year. So it's quite an honor to welcome a Forney ISD Athletics Coach of the Month to the table. This month's Coach of the Month for October of 22, Jackson Middle School's very own Megan Cullum. Welcome, Coach. Now you got to say something, Coach. Oh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) So before, you know, before I read off the nomination form, do we want to talk about Fritos? I think I'm pretty excited about Fritos, so let's go ahead with that and then we'll, you know. Cheetos are also toes. Oh, and they you sure add Cheetos. Toes. Well, Cheetos aren't my favorite, D- Dor- but we can Doritos talk about Doritos. Hey, are also toes. Good job. See, so if these. so, if you don't like Fritos, what about then Tostitos? Tostitos. Yeah. See there. Look, I'm. I didn't even know my own brilliance. 
Who's okay, going who's going first? Hey, I don't mind starting okay. because uh, Fritos is an old classic. And as a matter of fact, <laughs> I've had Fritos the last two nights. Oh, there you go. So this is fresh on my brain. Uh, my wife at the end of the, about, no, about midweek last week, it was kind of chilly outside. And she said, I think it's time for some chili. So uh, I cooked a pot of chili on Saturday and uh, we enjoyed with no chili. beans. No beans, of course. No, that's not chili. It's not Addison. chili. It's beans too. That's correct. <laughs> so it did have, uh, I, I like to experiment with my chili recipes. This one was a tremendously good one, in my opinion. Of course, I'm a little bit biased. Was because it spicy? I made, it was fairly spicy, but not overly spicy. I uh, used serrano peppers instead of jalapeno or something else more on, on the spicier end. But anyway, Fritos played a major role mixing with that chili in both Saturday night and again, the reprise on Sunday. So uh, chili can, as you know, be better the second day to pull it out of the refrigerator, but plain old original Fritos. Yeah. I think it depends on what you're eating it with. If, if I'm eating a bag by itself, I want the chili cheese flavored Fritos, mm. but I don't usually do that. So I would say just with chili, but to pick something different and to give a shout out to Whataburger, their newest all-time favorite is a chili cheeseburger that has Fritos on it. Oh, my. But it's, they. I guess they don't have a deal with Fritos, so it just says corn chips, but they're Fritos. Hmm. Don't tell anybody. Well, so I'm going to give a shout out to them. That's what I'm going to go with. So, you, so your official pick is chili cheese? Yeah, I had it. Or, I had the burger. What's it called? The Chili cheeseburger. Chili cheeseburger yeah. with Fritos, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my favorite is chili cheese Fritos. Yeah. But if I'm eating a Frito pie, then I just want... I've, I've tried chili cheese Fritos on a Frito pie. I don't like it. I just like regular Fritos on my Frito pie. That is my favorite thing to have at a concession stand. Frito pie. Well, I guess we, we sort of had the concession stand dinner the last two nights at the Weaver household. Yeah. It's pretty good. Coach Cullum? Um, I like chili cheese Fritos with just cheese on them. No chili. Okay. And maybe a couple of jalapenos. It's really good. All right. All right. What kind of cheese? How do you do that? Nacho cheese. Okay. Just pour nacho cheese right on them. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Well, does anybody eat the scoops, the big thick ones? I will if if somebody has a can of bean Bean dip. dip, Yeah. Because you can't dip the other ones. They just snap right off. Right. Fritos bean dip. Yeah. I just feel like you can't bite it the right way. Like, if you bite it head on, it crumples. Yeah. So are you got to? I don't you like scoops. You got to just throw the whole thing in there. But I, I will say something else though that Fritos go really, really good with, and that's a tuna fish sandwich. Hmm. Never would have thought of that. I do have a Fritos with uh, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm not, I'm, I don't think I've ever had Fritos with, and I eat a lot of tuna I fish heard sandwiches. Heard that either? Y'all really? are weird. Have, have you heard no, of these? Okay, never. thank you. Big glass of milk. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich okay, with that, uh, that nice I can pile of Fritos on the side. Because I love drinking milk with a peanut, with any amount of peanut butter. Yeah. If I'm having peanut butter. Fritos goes good with it. Try it out, Addison. Salty Expand your thing. horizons. I'm, I'm Live a little. I will. Got yeah. It. Well, gosh, Coach, you surprised me with the toes this morning. That was a good one. Well, and you guys surprised me because my I had a one-track brain, and I was only thinking Fritos, and I didn't even think Doritos, Cheetos, Tostitos. Tostitos. <laughs> Matitos. That's what? a restaurant. That's a restaurant. Oh. <laughs> How about a burrito? <laughs> Burritos. Yeah. yeah, you could go on and on with toes. All Maybe right. we'll have another toes ozone one of these days. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, let's get to the heart of the program. What do you say? 
Yep, let's do it. We got a coach of the month at the table, and that's kind of a big deal around here, Coach Cullum. So Coach O's going to tell us, how did you get in this seat this morning? Yeah, who you had to pay to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so all the listeners know by now that when we have a coach of the month on, they're on because they've been nominated uh, by one of their fellow coaches, not necessarily on their campus. Um, but you cannot be a coach of the month without having the proper nomination. And so this is what was said about Coach Cullum, straight from the nomination form. Coach Cullum has really stepped up and helped show our athletes how to be leaders on campus. She helps put together times for our girls to attend community events, such as middle school nights at both high schools and the homecoming parade. She is also a mentor teacher on campus and a mentor coach for our district. Coach comes in early to help with seventh grade volleyball and stays late to coach her own team. Coach Cullum. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like uh, you're kind of a big deal, Coach Cullum. <laughs> Thank you. Tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. Give us like the, you know, if you got in an elevator with somebody and you had to introduce Megan Cullum to them, what would that sound like? Oh, man. Um, okay. Well, um, just a little bit about me. I'm from Crandall. Um, I have been involved in sports my whole life. Um, I am getting married in March. So wow. that's, yes, that's something new. Um, I have been teaching and coaching for 12 years. Um, and I love every second of it. I love kids and I love doing what I do. Well, okay, let's start out with, we're going to give you a pass on the Crandall. I know, background. it ended better than it started. <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh, Your uh, fiance also from Crandall or no? No, he's actually all from. Right. See, we're working in the right direction already. Yeah, yeah. Not he, from Forney though, huh? No, he's from Cooper. Okay, all right. Well, yep. Is that West Texas? That is. Uh, Cooper? Uh-oh. No. I'm talking about Sulphur Springs. It's a little oh, bitty town. I, I love it, oh, okay. Cooper. That's I got right. yeah, that's West Texas on the brain. Cool, yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, you're making a huge impact over at Jackson. And we know, our audience, I'm sure, knows, and we haven't talked about this as much lately as probably we did early on. Um, but I heard Coach O and her, when she's uh, reading from your nomination, say that you're, you have to participate in both high schools, uh, whatever, eighth grade night or seventh grade night or middle school night. What is, tell it, give us a little bit of, because it's unique being at Jackson when you've got probably close to 50-50. I think the official line is like 60-40 or something. But in athletics, each team might have its own breakdown. But you've clearly got kids that are going to Forney when they get out of middle school and kids that are going to North Forney when they get out of middle school. And it seems like you guys really are good at and have gotten good at navigating that and and working with those kids and making all of them feel important how has that been for you um it's been good uh, like you said we um do things on both sides so every kid feels where they are going to go in the future they're wanted and valued there um it's been really easy like right now we're working with coach Ottle and coach butler and they're both super giving and amazing leaders so it it makes my job super simple um but we just really want our kids to feel like they're valued and Again, where they're going, they have <clears throat> something to look forward to. Besides the uh, split, what else have you found to be unique about Jackson Middle School? New campus, I mean, it's, you know, you're, uh, everything's kind of new and shiny still. Oh, for sure. But what is it that, that uh, makes you proud to be at Jackson Middle School? Oh, I mean, just opening the campus was amazing in itself. Like you said, it's new. So um, I take a lot of pride in that, and we try to make our kids as well that, you know, everything is new, and it's the first time that 
some of these kids have ever put on a jersey or, or you know, walk the halls of a, of a brand new campus with everything so perfect. And um, it's just a unique experience that I will personally never forget opening a new campus and staying there for two years and just watching it grow from the beginning to how it is now. It's just been incredible. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What sports did you play? Um, well, basketball is my go-to, um, but I did softball. I was a cheerleader, uh, ran track, did cross country, um, but mainly basketball. Crandall's a little bit like Forney. It's growing super fast over there, but it, it's yes. not so, so far removed from being kind of smaller. And oh, for sure. Forney's really not either. We talk about that, Addison. We have kind of yeah, try to once, still. Yeah, once you add the second high school, though, yeah. things do kind of change a little bit. Yeah. You just start seeing – I mean, in Crandall, you walk around, you're still going to see a lot of black and yellow. You're still going to see a lot of pirate stuff. Yeah. Pretty much everywhere you go, a lot of restaurants are still going to have pirate stuff. Up. We do see some of that here, but most of the time you get this mix of different things and different people, and it's um, it does feel a little bit different here. Um, I will say Forney still does get some of that, like we talked about with Homecoming, yeah. and being the 100 year, the Jackrabbit and all that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I know. When I go to Crandall, it still does have that feel, even though it is growing a lot. But the traffic's worse than it used to be. <laughs> yes, but they grow it, a lot like Forney. They just grow with houses. Yeah, growing it's with just houses, houses, yeah. houses, houses. Mm-hmm. So, but we try to hang on to here, and any I think this can even be um, developed and built at a middle school. I mean, I, I think any campus can do this. We try to hang on to that hometown feel, and you know, valuing when kids are involved in multiple things like you did. I mean, I think that's great for kids. I think. Uh, the more things they can be involved in and exposed to, uh, the better off they are in the future. You know, it kind of gives them that foundation. And sounds like you, you and the staff at Jackson are doing a great job of that. Thank you. I think that feel comes from families more mm-hmm. than anything. It comes from people going to the games, supporting the kids. And then, like you said, those kids play multiple sports and you start to see the same people. You know, parents of, of other kids on the same team as your kid that you didn't know at the beginning of the year and now you've been – at dozens of games with them across multiple sports. I think that's where that, you know, small town Mm -hmm. family feel kind of comes from. Because whenever you go to huge, you know, you go to huge schools and, you know, big cities where kids move schools so often. Yeah. You don't develop those as much. You don't see the same parents over and over again. And um, so I think that, you know, that's, it's mainly up to the town if we want to keep that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, as, as a athletic department, we can do, our part by trying to get kids involved in multiple sports. And, sure. Because um, that is a small town type thing. Usually yeah. you see that kind of go away whenever programs get to 6A and they have. And there's going to be, I mean, some of that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, as they get older, they're going to specialize. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just kind of the nature of the beast, particularly these days. It's super competitive, like you talked about at the 6A and 5A Division One level. But uh, at those younger levels, you know, just the involvement is really important. Our junior high numbers are great. We have outstanding participation rates. And uh, I know you you experience this all the time at Jackson. It's like an anthill. You know, we walk into a gym or, or go over there to the track during off season, and there's like there are kids everywhere. Yes. <clears throat> How do you guys manage that many kids? It's been a few been a while since Coach O and I have uh, been doing that. It takes a special skill. What is the skill, Coach? Um, well, we have a good staff at Jackson, um, and we all work together. Um, it takes, again, all of us. Um, but our kids are absolutely amazing. They they have bought in to everything that we have asked them to do, and so it helps. Um, and, and us just caring for them and them knowing that, they are very easily will do anything you ask them to do. So they're amazing. 
Well, well, and I have noticed that. Um, I was talking to Coach about that, and I've talked to Coach Bartosik, who's the boys' coordinator, and mm-hmm. Coach Province, who's the girls' coordinator. There is definitely a difference in the way that the kids move from year one to year two, and I think that's a testament to some of the structure that they have put in place, mm-hmm. some of the accountability. So, I mean, you can definitely see it. Uh, I noticed, Coach, she is a mentor for our mentoring program, and she's also a mentor on the campus. Um, I I would like to know just, you don't have to tell us who your mentee is, but what is some of the advice that you've been giving um, our our coaching mentee? Um, To ask questions and to reach out when she needs to. Um, I know she's young and it's her first year um, and I've been there. We've we've all been there Um, and it can be very overwhelming, um, mainly just to breathe, take a breath, you know, um, and if she needs anything, she can reach out to me at any time. There you go. I love it. Ask questions. Yep. We talk about that a lot too, don't we? We do. It's really important. And having that connection to a mentor, it just, you know, I mean, there are always coaches around. Every teacher has teachers around them, but everybody's super busy. You know, every mm-hmm. administrator has administrators around them, but everybody is super busy and focused on what they're trying to get done. But that's, I think, the reason, reason we intentionally wanted to set up. You're like, you know, for a young coach, a first-year coach, they've got a, a go-to. You know, there's somebody built in that they know, hey, I, gotta, I don't know what to do here. I've got to ask this question. And um, developing that is really important. You will have a huge impact on that young coach. And we need young coaches to stay in the profession. Absolutely. You know, we need And teachers, to are you, you're also a teacher mentor as well? Yes. Yeah, we need that. I know mm-hmm. the, for various reasons, the average teacher career in the time frame just keeps dropping. Yeah. And I think it's down to like three, three and a half years, something like that. Um, so... Yeah, and, and most people are just super overwhelmed their first year, and they yeah. get out. And we've seen that in every district around here. I mean, if you just look at how many teacher job postings there are. Absolutely. Not just in – Forney actually does a pretty good job at retaining teachers, but still need a ton of them yep. um, every year. And so what are things that – because we always talk about that. Coaches kind of have two jobs, right? you got coaching, you got teaching. want to be great at both of them. What are things that you're telling your, your teacher mentees? Uh, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, I've, I've actually laid it out quite nicely for them this year so they can just come in and kind of just take what I have already created and do it that way they don't get as overwhelmed because again it is overwhelming and then meeting new students and you know you always have problems here and there it's just life but um, I've really just been trying to help them and steer them in the right direction so they are wanting to stay um, here at Forney and continue their their teaching career. By the way let me throw out that she's not being paid a dime for this right to be a mentor uh, we ask for volunteers Mm. And uh, we, we knew we had some really great coaches on staff that we wanted to volunteer, but uh, Coach stepped right up and, and was willing to do that. No, at this moment, no. They've just got the graces of our gratitude. Oh, you're planning to uh, inst- install some sort of, you say at this I, moment. I would like to. Well, I just, you know, I haven't asked you about it yet. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> of course you want to. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it if it's in the cards, it's that high would value. be something. To, yeah, it's, 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 it's very, very high value. Probably couldn't put a price on it. Just the fact that you're making resources for other teachers to use. I know that um, my wife works at Forney High School, and they just did a training, and they were talking about, like, all the, the – the state did some comprehensive study of why teachers are leaving. And the number one thing was too many non-teaching tasks 
that they had to do. Um, and just one of those tasks that takes up so much time is building stuff out for your class periods. People don't understand that you have, you have all this time that you're teaching, but you have to, you know, you can't just stand up there and talk every time. The kids right. are not going to learn. You have to have assignments planned. You have to have presentations made. You have to find videos. You have to get the resources together. Like if you're, especially if you're like a science teacher or something and you have to have physical materials together. Um, it's, it's a lot of planning and a lot of work and I'm not, I'm not going to be one of those people that con- that complains for teachers. I think other people complain for teachers more than teachers complain a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all signed up to do this job, but it is, there's a lot of extra things and, you know, every now and then the state will pass one little thing that has to be done. And it feels like it's 10 extra things because you already have nine and you just, you just keep on adding those things. So anything that you can take off the plate for teachers is awesome. So I'm happy to hear that for those new teachers. I'm, I'm happy for them that they have coach here. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, besides just knocking it out of the park in your professional career here, coach, tell us a little bit about um, your plans for your personal life. Now, obviously, you're getting married, and so you're going to have to give us a little window into uh, what the timeline for that is so we can all celebrate with you and for you. Uh, what are your plans? Where are you going on your honeymoon? Uh, what is exciting? Maybe even what does Megan Cullum do? I, obviously, you're doing a great job coaching Thank you. you do a lot of volleyball basketball and track but outside of sports and school what else are you doing that's fun okay uh so i am getting married in march um uh, we're getting married in scurry uh we're trying well we've been planning to go to cozumel we were going to go to cancun but now i'm kind of glad that Uh-oh. we might not be going to cancun <laughs> um anymore so um, i think we're going to lean more toward cozumel yeah. now that i talk to you guys yeah. um and in my spare time, I love my dog, Millie. She's a peridoodle. Um, she's like an 80-pound baby. Um, and I love spending time with my family. Um, I do, or I am gaining a, a bonus daughter and getting married. Um, and so my nieces and nephew, I love hanging out with them. I love going to get my nails done, my toes done. I love shopping. I love, you know, anything sport-related. Pretty much what I do. So you could have done real toes and she would have been just fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I thought, I don't know, for some reason, I, I, I think I know you're a, you're a beach girl, but your, your vacation bucket list spot is Alaska. Yes. I thought she was about to say they were going to Alaska for their honeymoon. Hey, that, that sounds was, cool to me. It does sound pretty cool. Yeah. I want to go on an Alaskan cruise. Yeah. I want to see the glaciers and stuff like up close. They say it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I so. bet. Have not been. Uh, um, I do have to ask. I, I like to ask coaches this every now and then. If you weren't coaching, if we said you can't coach anymore, what are you going to do? My, like my my new career, yeah, what would I do? Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, my mom's a nurse, so that's actually what I wanted to do before oh, yeah. I became a teacher and a coach. And then I was like, I don't know if I can, like, prick people and give them shots and all that, so I completely changed my mind and went right into teaching and coaching. There you go. So maybe a nurse. Okay. Good. Well. Maybe we could, uh, if she ever decides to change careers, we'll just run her into athletic training. Yeah. She won't yeah. have to there give the go. shots, but she still go. gets the medical part of right. it. Right. And um, we do like to ask, because middle school coaching is, is such a weird group of coaches, um, because there's so many people that are just young coaches. They're they're wanting to coach high school, so but you got to start somewhere. And they start at middle school, they're there for a few years, and they move up. Some people stick around middle school for a while. Um, do you see yourself coaching high school do you just love the middle schoolers where are you at why did you choose middle school I guess uh, I started at middle school yeah. at Warren here in Forney um, and then I actually did leave to go coach varsity for six years I think six years and then um, I came back um, it's just something about 
the kids, most of them are brand new to sports. They've never touched a ball. They've never touched a track. And just giving them everything and starting them fresh, I just love it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like being at the junior high better. There you go. Nothing like it. I've been there and done that, and it is very unique. It is. There's nothing like those big-eyed seventh graders coming in having no idea what is going on, really, and learning. So you got to have you got to have really good coaches at the middle school level if mm. your and program. And we always talk about how you have to have you got to have that mix. It is good to have the young it is coaches good. who are hungry and starting off, and right. you know they're trying to. You know, it's a good place for them to learn because there's so many things going on. There's so many kids. You got to do all those extra duties and. Um, the pressure to win is not the same, you know. The pressure right. to coach is yes. possibly develop. higher. Right, the pressure to, to develop. develop them the right way, and and so you got to have those, but you also have to have have coaches that just love middle schoolers and just want to be on a middle school campus. Well, it's a good thing you do, Coach Cullum. You're making an impact at Jackson Middle School, and so much so that you are Forney ISD Athletics October. Coach of the Month, and that's a big deal in our book. We're proud of you. We're proud of the work that you're doing Thank down you. there, and uh, congratulations Thank on you. your engagement. Thank uh, you. Got a little time before March. I hope you enjoy every minute of it, and then whether you choose Cancun or Cozumel, uh, I'll be happy either way. I know you'll be enjoying life, and that's pretty important, too, to have a great life balance with coaching. So thanks for the work you're doing. Thank you. Congratulations, Coach. Thank you. And congrats to Forney High for winning their homecoming game. Yep. That was a good game. Um, is there anything else going on Plenty, that we need always. to know about right now? I'm going to tell you, it's Monday morning. It sure looks like it's going to rain tonight. So yeah. we may have some uh, some schedule changes this week, it looks like. It looks yeah. like we're going to have a pretty rainy week. But, um, Coach O, you actually went to the – I was at, at football Friday night, but you went to the junior high cross country meet, didn't you? And <clears throat> yes, and I'd like to give a shout out to okay. Waxahachie because that is they run a very good middle school cross country meet. Um, it is on time. Everybody's moving efficiently, but they're you know we got coaches out there. They're coaching hard. There is one thing in particular that I saw that just really stood out to me. Uh, Coach Seifert over at Brown Middle School. Yeah, Coach Sy. I noticed that um, had to be maybe girl seventh grade. Um, he was coaching a kid, and it wasn't our kid. Hmm. It was a girl that was at the at the back of the line. Yeah, uh, and she had stopped, and he was coaching her. And I was like, hmm. That that just made me see him in a different light. I know he's fired up over there on that campus, but to see that. Um, that was that was really selfless to me. Um, it was just a kid. She was struggling, and he was trying to push her through. So shout out to him for that. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. It is cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It sounds like a coach who's coaching for the right reasons. Now, if she'd you have know? been in third place when he was coaching her, I might have a problem yeah. with her. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, she but wasn't. Coaching for kids. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's awesome. It's good to hear. Yeah, so we've got cross country. We're preparing for uh, the cross country regional meet. At the high school level, uh, will be coming up before too long. Tomorrow. We've, oh, there you go. So, Tomorrow in uh, uh, Lynn Creek Park. Lynn Creek Park, yeah. Grand Prairie. Um, you know, uh, tennis is rolling. Golf is is playing. You know, those guys never stop. Swimming and dive and diving is underway. Um, so we've got lots of individual sports going. Our team sports are still in full swing. Not only is football 
still in season and volleyball is still in season. Uh, but basketball has begun, so uh, we've got a pretty significant overlap. Good yeah, luck finding a gymnasium right yeah. now in Forney ISD that's not uh, fully engaged with kids in multiple sports. So it's one of those overlap times of year, you know, as we, we transition from fall to winter. Um, soccer is already starting to think preparation. They'll begin practicing late in November. And um, so we're just getting ready to make that turnover from fall to winter, and that means the fall sports are going into the playoffs and preparing for playoffs, so always a fun time. And shout-out to Michelle Idle and uh, the Forney volleyball team. I think they are – it's pretty safe to say they're the district champ. Yeah. They they haven't dropped a set. Um, I think the season finale is tomorrow. Now, when she says they have like, – They have not dropped a set in a match. All the way through. All the way through district. Wow. That's amazing. So. I wonder if – Forney has ever done that? I don't know. That's a good I question. I can't imagine. Yeah. If they have, I can't imagine they've done it. It's pretty impressive. Times. I mean, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that Forney, would be a. Forney usually has a pretty, I mean, we play some good teams in everything. Yeah. And, and volleyball is no, you know, not an exception to that. Right. Um, both Forney and North Forney constantly are playing. There's just so much athletic talent in this part of Texas that to not drop a set in, in district any year that Forney's playing volleyball is it's impressive. Yeah, no doubt. That'll be a fun team to watch in, as they go into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's been a it's been a fun f- fall, and uh, we're preparing to shoot into the playoffs in fall. And mm-hmm. I have no doubt it'll be a fun winter. So I'm sure it'll be the same at Jackson Middle School, Coach Cullum. That's right. Get down there and <laughs> coach them up. All right. Thanks for joining us, Coach. We appreciate it. Thank you. And thank y'all for listening. Make sure you stay on top of of all the outlets for this week in case there's any delays or reschedules or whatever's going on so stay in touch there keep on listening to 126 we'll talk to y'all next week